Hello, everybody. Welcome to It Was Tuesday with your host, James Chen, a.k.a. Jay Chenzor. I am extremely exhausted right now. As you can see, one of the first topics here, I just got back from First Attack 2023. Might as well just highlight this as the topic already. And so needless to say, on Monday, uh, was basically waking up, getting to the airport, getting on a plane, waiting for the layover, getting on a plane, <laughs> taking the bus to the Uber slash Lyft place, taking the Lyft back home, and getting home at around past midnight. So literally the day started at around noon in Puerto Rico. Of course, we lost three hours, but essentially nine to ten hours of travel total. I'm exhausted right now, but you know what? The grind never stops. The content keeps coming, and so uh, it is time for some It Was Tuesday, and yeah, before I just get started on all the other topics over here, I just want to talk about First Attack because, uh, again, I didn't make it last year. I've talked about my uh, sewer flooding situation that occurred last year, literally happened in the morning of the day that I was supposed to fly to First Attack last year. Uh, my flight was at 11 p.m. The sewage flood happened in the morning when I woke up. And so I had to cancel the flight at the very last second. So last year was one of the first first attacks that I had missed, actually. And so I thought I wasn't going to go this year either. But then at the last second, uh, thanks to Mono and Sebas, uh, a.k.a. Neoac, uh, they were able to get me out there at the last second. So I made it out to first attack. And boy, was I ever glad to be back. It was, uh, it was wonderful to be back. I mean, I, you know, before I even talk about the event, I just kind of want to talk about uh, Puerto Rico in general. You saw during the, the course of the, uh, the broadcast, the top eights and the streams, uh, the times I was on on commentary, spent a lot of time talking about how wonderful uh, Puerto Rico is. And I, I, I really do want to emphasize that. Now, I know that the... Uh, Puerto Rican Tourism Group is a major uh, sponsor of First Attack. And so, yeah, obviously me talking about how wonderful Puerto Rico is, uh, you know, is in line with, you know, helping them. But also uh, just kind of one of the things that I wanted to say, because I just generally believe it. Uh, Forrest asked, did I sightsee, walk around? I've done so past years. I didn't really have as much of a chance this year. Uh, just because my sleep schedule is so garbage, I was going to early Monday morning before the flight. But David said, like, he tried to wake me up and I literally just did not respond at all. So <laughs> I didn't get a chance to uh, to do much uh, in terms of sightseeing. But like I said, we have done in the past. I have stayed until Tuesday on previous days. Um so uh, basically, you know, Mono on Monday has taken us out to all sorts of wonderful places before. So I have done my fair share. Again, this is like my fifth or sixth first attack that I've been to. And again, one of the reasons why I wanted to go back so badly is because Puerto Rico is such a beautiful island. It's a wonderful place. And I can't emphasize this enough, but it's full of just absolutely wonderful people. Like I... I 
like obviously I don't live there and obviously you know I'm a celebrity so of course people are going to treat me kindly there in the FGC but I'm just talking about everywhere like everywhere you go everybody is wonderful I swear the island is just full of welcoming people and you know just a lot of people with with good hearts you know it, it's it's a it's uh like everywhere you go, it just feels like everybody is really friendly. So I really enjoy my time there. And I know it's a very, uh, you know, happy view. I'm sure there's, you know, issues and problems going on here and there. But, you know, from my perspective as a tourist, especially being in the biggest city in San Juan, uh, you know, it's it's absolutely wonderful. It's beautiful. The beaches are beautiful. There's so many things to do, you know, wonderful caves to explore, zip lining you can do. Uh, just there's so many things to do on the island. And uh, even, you know, around this time of year, I mean, it was raining really badly over there. We literally got flooded a couple of times. Uh, well, one time we got flooded Saturday night. But to be honest with you, it wasn't even like yeah, you know, I didn't have to deal with it because obviously I was in the venue all day. But like even during the rain, it's beautiful. It's like when you go to Hawaii, right? It's just the rain is clean, right? Because it's an island. So the air is always fresh wherever you're going. It's very humid, however. So if you are like me and used to dry weather like uh, I experience in California, the humidity is a problem. For those of you who live in humidity, I know you probably see the people come from the dry weather and they're like, oh my God, it's so humid. And you're like, come on, man up, dude. Or just, you know, like, like, come on, dude, stop being such a, like, don't, don't, it's not that bad, right? But then if you're coming from the uh, dry weather, dude, the humidity is absolutely terrifying in in, in these tropical uh, areas or east coast airs basically uh but uh i will say again just absolutely wonderful experience had a ha always have a great time there the food is fantastic i never want to go the generic route and just talk about the food i didn't have a chance to get any mofongo but that's fine i had plenty of other wonderful puerto rican food uh, uh shout outs to exilian as well uh you know, him and, uh, and uh, 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 Efren uh, treated us well out there. So shout outs to them. Appreciate the hospitality, guys. Uh, but uh, honestly, like the entire time was just absolutely a joy. And, you know, the tournament itself was really great. Again, this is a big deal in Puerto Rico, right? First attack is a big deal. The government is involved and people all around the island know about it. The first, the guy who Ubered us to Old Town San Juan, the one day that I did go out there to grab some food, you know, uh, he knew about first attack and he apparently was involved in like league esports on the island and stuff. And it was a really interesting conversation that we had. <laughs> hey, what's up, CB Skills? Glad that you can catch me live here. Um, but yeah, it's it's a big deal. And it's not just fighting games, right? Uh, they had TCGs. They had Apex Legends. Uh, they were running all sorts of uh, video games over there at first attack. So, again, it's just, uh, it's not, it's, it's a big giant, like, celebration. It's a big deal out there. Uh, yeah, and when the government, ha when you have the support from the government, it definitely helps a lot. I know they help, uh, you know, because it's at the big San Juan Convention Center. This place is massive, right? It can't be cheap. And so I'm sure the city helps along with that as well. <laughs> 
But again, absolutely beautiful, wonderful place. The tournament was a lot of fun. And shout outs to the scene there. They're very passionate, you know, even about the smaller games like DNF and, you know, the, the games that don't get as much love. Um, but they're very passionate about all their games. There was like people screaming and yelling for dun for Dungeon Fighter uh, uh, on the uh, during one of the, the, the pool matches, too, which was pretty crazy. Uh, so there was just, uh, you know, there's just a lot of passion there for fighting games and it's really cool. And the players are so extremely talented there. I mean, there's not a, it's not a surprise when you have a country with the history of players like Gandito, um, uh, Gandito, PR Balrog, Banana Ken, and, you know, Mono himself, who I played in Street Fighter 4 at CEO. So he's been playing fighting games forever as well. You know, oh God, it's crazy to say Street Fighter 4 counts as forever. Oh, man, where are we now? <laughs> but still, um, it's just been a DNF duel. Sorry, DNF duel, not Dungeon Fighter. But still, uh, it's, um, you know, there's such a history there. And obviously at Street Fighter 6 was proven this year with uh, Ajax Fidelity taking it over uh, Jack, a.k.a. formerly Just a Kid. You know, uh, Ajax Fidelity is actually the first Street Fighter winner from from Puerto Rico to finally actually win <laughs> at first attack. Uh, most of the other years were taken by uh, Dominican players or uh, Japanese players or U.S. players. I know Gachakun. I'm sorry, John Takeuchi won one of the first years of Street Fighter Five. You know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So uh, I know Kaba's won a couple of years and such. So um, it was just, it's a, it's a really great time. Uh, and like I said, it's, there's a lot of dedicated fighting game players out there. And um, I mean, let's just put it this way. Uh, <laughs> uh, I had a very interesting experience at First Attack because, uh, you know, the guy running the commentary blocks, you know, uh, they can only fly out so many commentators and they want to get, you know, English commentators for as many of the streams as possible. And while a lot of people in Puerto Rico do speak English, you know, uh, they had gaps in a lot of the events out there. And I will say that I am always super happy and super proud of the fact that I know enough about most games these days because I've dabbled in a bunch of different games to really be able to just kind of fill in the spot. So Chopper, who was running the commentary blocks, was like, dude, we need someone for Tekken because this is an official TWT event. James, can you do Tekken? And I was like, uh... <laughs> And uh, they needed someone for KOF because they had David booked for KOF, but it was at the same time as MK1. And uh, they were like, shoot, we accidentally double booked David. James, can you do KOF? And I was like, uh, and then uh, DNF top eight. They're like, James, you've done DNF duel. And I'm like, uh, and then Guilty Gear Strive top eight, Street Fighter six top eight. I had five commentary blocks and I commentated five different fighting games <laughs> over there. I literally commentated Tekken 7, DNF Duel, uh, KOF 15, Guilty Gear Strive, and Street Fighter 6. And so uh, I'm definitely really, really happy. Oh, there, there's Efren in the chat as well. Uh, Jotaro Star Platinum, shout outs to you guys. Uh, but I was really, really uh, proud of that. So... Uh 
Oops. Uh, try to see something. Uh, okay, okay. But yeah, uh, no, I didn't do any Apex Legends. <laughs> but you know, uh, it's it's great. I'm glad to be able to do that kind of stuff, and I'm glad to be able to fill that in. And so, you know, I'm still extremely proud of myself for being one of the most versatile commentators out there. I mean, honestly, like Tekken Seven is probably the game I know the least uh, at the tournament that I commentated. But, you know, when I commentated with MYK, I was paired with MYK, who's obviously an expert. And everybody seemed to really enjoy the commentary, and they all seemed to have a good idea. And again, I know enough about Tekken 7 because I played it. And so, you know, I, I still get what the mentality of the game is and such. And everybody seemed to be pretty happy with the Tekken commentary, even though it was an official TWT event. And I'm sure most people would be like, what the hell is James doing on this stream, you know? But I really do hope people uh, thought I did a decent job on the Tekken. And, you know, it's interesting because, like, DNF, I, I need to catch up on the, the, the season updates. Same thing with Guilty Gear Strive. I need to play more of that and get used to all the new Season 3 changes, etc., etc. Uh, but, you know, apparently most people thought I did uh, really, really well on the commentary for the weekend. And, again, just... From my standpoint, I'm just really proud that I'm able to do that and also be a be very, very useful to the TOs out there, you know, to 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 be able to provide that kind of um, uh, versatility. And yeah, there's so many good fighting games out there right now. Rayon Bomber, it's like so hard. And I've just I have been enjoying Street Fighter six like you can't even possibly imagine that I literally can't stop playing it. So like, it's just hard for me finding time to play other fighting games because I haven't played a fighting game this feverishly in a long time. Uh, Street Fighter VI really has been taking up most of my time uh, when it comes to fighting game play. Uh, but again, the, the tournaments themselves were great. Uh, a lot of, like I said, the Tekken was a TWT event. Uh, Tib Tibetano came out all the way from Spain, I believe it was, and he won. So he's now officially qualified into the Tekken World Tour. I think he's like, uh, has like uh, 700 some points. So he's officially within the top 19 now. So what a journey out there to, to do that. I know like Shadow20Z also just came back from Korea and, and then played here and got some points and now is flying out to Thailand for the next weekend. So he can try to qualify for the last few points available for trying to get on the Tekken World Tour. It's, it's absolutely insane, but you know, it, it's really cool to see you know the players trying to do this and boy i really really hope capcom does this next year again please go back to the offline events so that we can have this kind of uh you know storyline and kind of drama and push for going for the points and stuff I, I really really hope we get back to an offline kind of situation with street fighter uh six uh it is rough granted it is rough the traveling it's exhausting it's expensive it's expensive. Like a lot of people don't realize that, you know, when you do commentary gigs, a lot of the times, you know, even if an event does cover your flight and hotel, which first attack definitely did for me, you know, you know, by that point, they don't have a lot of budget left just to even, you know, pay the commentators. And that's not the fault of Mono and everybody. Mono and uh, first attack, you know, paid me pretty decently for this weekend. 
And uh, but honestly, after all the Ubers and food and, and and and, you know, travel costs and all that stuff like that, you don't really make much. So, you know, um, uh, I can't even imagine what it's like for these players, dude, like these players like Shadow 20 Z. How much money is he spending? I really hope. You know, he has a good sponsor that's taking care of him and, 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 and really helping trying to cover a lot of the costs and everything like that. Uh, it's brutal out here. Yeah, a pandemic hurt a lot of people. And so a lot of people had to raise their prices, obviously, to try to make up for a lot of the money that they've lost. And then it's just kind of stayed that way since then. And, uh, you know, be really nice to raise some minimum wage right now, you know, <laughs> U.S., United States. Hello. Um, be really nice to raise some minimum wage. But, you know, uh, again, I, you know, I, I was supposed to do CPT this weekend with jammers. But then when they offered me to go to first attack, I basically asked them to swap me out. And uh, I probably, you know, obviously wouldn't have had the travel costs had I just done CPT this weekend. And so definitely would have uh, benefited me more financially. But again, I just I didn't want to miss first attack again. I love first attack and I and I and I love going to Puerto Rico and I love seeing Mono and and Aura and Yara and Sebas and, you know, all the guys that I, I'm not naming right now who are part of the staff for uh, First Attack. And it's always wonderful to see everybody. Ah, so Shadow Tony's, that's right. He's sponsored by Team Liquid. Okay, sick. Nice, that's good. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. So hopefully he should be taken care of well. So, But uh, again, you know, it was a fun event. Really, really great time. Enjoyed it very much. And honestly, if you guys ever have a chance to go to a fighting game tournament that isn't necessarily Evo, for example, like if you have to pick one, I mean, Evo is probably the right one to go to because... There's just, you know, it's as a fighting game fan, you're going to get all the hype and all the reveals and, you know, get to try out cool things over there. But if you ever want to um, go to a place where you can just take a family vacation afterwards, you know, or even beforehand, Puerto Rico, First Attack is a beautiful place to go. Again, there's so much to do on the island. It's so beautiful. It's so wonderful. The weather is absolutely fantastic oh there's beaches it's an island forest and it has some of the most beautiful beaches in the world i mean honestly it has some of the most beautiful beaches uh, i know there's a couple that i haven't gone to yet like i heard there's one where i think it's like the plankton or the algae or the seaweed or something like that changes the the the, the color of the ocean like it's like a rainbow ocean almost kind of thing i haven't had a chance to see that yet but um it's just it's like really really uh there's just so much to do there and it's just a wonderful tropical island. And, you know, if you're a fighting game fan, you can go there, do some fighting games, and your family can just do a bunch of really cool stuff. Visit old San Juan. There's a lot of be There's a lot of rich history there. Like driving in this old San Juan, you pass by the old ramparts. Like you can actually see like the old ramparts that are still there. There's so much old architecture there. There's a lot of uh, history and castles and just really, really a lot of cool things to see there it's it's really really nice so if you ever guys do have a chance 
uh, I completely recommend heading to First Attack. But uh, and then spending an extra couple of days there just to enjoy the island itself. Um, but in any case, I had a wonderful time. Traveling sucks. <laughs> And I'm exhausted from traveling back home, but we will power through. Streaming doesn't stop. Content creation doesn't stop. Oh, there you go. The Bioluminescent Bay, highly recommended, says Jesus and Marion Barry Chain. There you go. Um, but there you go. Uh, that was First Attack. Had a wonderful time. Congratulations once again to Ajax Fidelity uh, for being the first Puerto Rican to win a Street Fighter tournament. Uh, since Street Fighter V uh, uh, in Puerto Rico. So that's really, really awesome. So, uh, But uh, if you guys are here on Twitch, keep watching. I'm going to talk about some of these other topics here. Street Fighter Six Salt. Apparently a new Tekken 8 trailer literally just dropped today. And I'm going to do another match analysis later on uh, from ECT. Uh, between Shine and Idom. There's a lot of reasons why I wanted to watch that match there. It wasn't a grand finals match. In fact, I think it was the first round winner side of top eight, but there's a lot of stuff that I wanted to check out that match for. Uh, so we'll do that. So look for those. Uh, I think this one should be on YouTube already. So if you guys want to look for uh, this, this should be on YouTube already. Uh, this one might be on YouTube already. So uh, check those out. Uh, I upload these in different orders. So uh, just keep an eye out. Make sure you subscribe to youtube.com slash TV and click the little bell icon so you know when uh, stuff goes live on the channel. For those of you here on Twitch, we'll be doing this live right after a quick break. But for those of you on YouTube here, thank you guys for tuning in. And remember, the day that this podcast graced your ears was the most important day of your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. Let's see, what can I do here? So many uh, potential, I don't know, like if I wanted to do like first attack, you know, beautiful island, I should just, uh, you know what, like I'll pretend to be waving a flag and I'll Photoshop the uh, Puerto Rican flag in my hand afterwards. Uh, or I could just be like, you know, a bellissimo island here. Uh, uh, yeah, Tekken. Wait, I thought, was Steve in that trailer as well? I thought it was Devil Jin, Aliza, Zafina, and Lee, right? Uh, make sure you get the right flag. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear God. That is an embarrassment. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, let's see if I can do this for Street Fighter players complain too much. move the microphone out of the way so there we go uh what can i do for new tekken 8 trailer uh yeah just like a right hook uh oh i need to move this way a little more 
match analysis. trying to do oh yeah, yeah 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 cp skills i plan to make more first attacks uh i just i've been uh lazy and uh just haven't had a chance and now uh there's something that i really really want to get um let's see if i can find it So there's a really there's a brand new item that's for sale. I'm gonna try to contact. Uh, I'm gonna try to contact Elgato and see if I might actually be able to get one of these things. Because if I can get one of these things, this would make the first attack episode so much easier to do. Oh my goodness, it would be so so good. Uh, so what this is, this is a prompter. What this actually does is that, uh, basically if you can put the camera behind it and it sees through, so you can stare at the words and your camera at the same time. So this is what they use in professional broadcasting here. It's just a, a prompter so that I can actually, uh, read the text. Yeah, it's a teleprompter. Exactly. That's just all it is. It's a teleprompter. And so one of the things that if you actually watch carefully during my first attack episodes, my eyes are always moving around. And a lot of times I'm not looking at the directly at the camera. And a lot of times I do that on purpose. Like I'll look to the side on purpose just to make it not awkward by the fact that I'm trying to read text under the camera and stuff like that. So this is something I'm going to try to get from Elgato. I'm going to see if I can try to contact them and see if I might be able to, uh, to get some uh, help from them on that. So uh, it looks weird, blue, green, orange. If you actually watch some of the streams like, and you see someone, they're not looking like, for example, like let's say I'm doing a first attack episode right now. If you actually see me doing this, like, and then what you really want to do is make sure that you can play as much footsies as you can because the neutral is one of the most important aspects of the game. Now, one of the biggest pieces of advice, like it looks kind of weird, right? As opposed to if I was like this. Hey, so, you know, if you're actually trying to play some footsies and some neutral, you can do, you know, like you're looking directly at the camera and it feels more engaging that way. A lot of the times when I actually am doing the first attacks, I'm like literally scrolling the text, try to keep it as high up on the screen as possible, try to memorize it, and I have to go off the cuff a lot of times. Uh, it does uh, help a lot. Uh, there is that little app thing out there, Vanghorn. Uh, I know NVIDIA Broadcast has one of these things that makes it so that it causes you to always be looking at the camera uh, like through AI, basically. Like no matter which way I look, it shoots your eyes forward. It's really weird looking. <laughs> I tried it and I, it's, I freaked out. And sometimes if you look just the wrong way or if your like glasses get a little glary, your eyeballs will go. <laughs> like it gets kind of creepy. Like you see the eyes got to go. Toink, 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 toink. 
and it's just like really, really weird. And all of a sudden, you're just like, oh, <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> like if they could actually add a filter so that if it jumps to the other side, that it moves the eyes. But then again, if it jumps to the side because it doesn't recognize its eyeballs anymore, right? So it's just really, it's really awkward. But if I can actually look directly at the text and the camera at the same time and read and scroll the prompter, like through a phone app or something like that, that'd be really, really, really sick. So, I mean, look, VTuber stuff, is that's why a lot of people do VTuber stuff because VTuber stuff, it comes with the... It comes with the disassociation, right? So even if you have, if you're a ping tuber, for example, and it's just flat 2D images and stuff like that, like it comes with the expectation that that's what it's supposed to look like, right? And so that's what makes it wonderful. Is like it, it's not jarring because you know it's supposed to look a certain way, and you've personally kind of accepted it. I mean, I've been in talks with somebody to, to create me a uh, VTuber kind of uh, a James Chen cartoon, just so on the days that I stream without cameras, I can actually just have a VTuber, uh, not or, or a PingTuber, uh, James Chen over there just uh, talking in my place. You know, I have a great idea for it. So uh, I kind of, I kind of want to do it, uh, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, also, yeah, in any case, uh, I, will be doing it, I will be doing more of the first attack episodes. I will be bringing them back for sure. I have a whole outline of what I wanted to cover, and I just haven't done it yet. So I will try to do it as quickly as I can. So uh, hopefully, uh, if I can get my ADHD meds, those will help too. <laughs> And I'm very close. Very, 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 very close. I mean, you're not super far off, Forrest, but you might have to think a little more ironically uh, for what I want to do for a ping tuber. Uh, all right, so let's go ahead and do this. Let's talk about Street Fighter VI Salt. I don't expect this to last very long, but knowing me, this will probably take an hour and a half, so we'll see what happens. But <laughs> let's do this. Hang on a second. You know what? I got an idea here for an emote. Ugh. All right, there we go. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Hello, everybody. Well, you know, I just looked away and I don't like that. Let's do this again. <clears throat> Take two. Hello, everybody. Welcome to It Was Tuesday with your host James Chen, AKA Jay Chenzor, and all the menu, on the menu today is some salty stuff over here, okay? We've got salt in the house, ladies and gentlemen, so let's talk about it. Do the Street Fighter Six players complain 
too much. We have reached a point right now where some people on uh, Twitter, on social media these days, are saying that two Street Fighter players are complaining way too much. That they're the most, like this is the most complaining some people say that they've ever seen in their lives. And uh, that uh, everybody is too salty about everything. Everything. And yes, happy Halloween to everybody out there. Hope you guys have got yourself a stash of candy because the candy is a lot sweeter and shouldn't be as salty. <laughs> so Halloween will definitely uh, counteract a little bit of that salt. So, uh, so there are a lot of people complaining about Street Fighter 6 right now, right? A lot of people complaining about Street Fighter 6. Are Street Fighter 6 players complaining too much? Are they being really, really whiny right now? No. I don't think they are. I really don't think they are. And I will explain to you why that I actually don't think they are, right? Because here's the thing is that we have to keep in mind what the situation is and what the environment is. And... You know, it's very different than what we were going through a long time ago when we just accepted stuff. Back in the day, you know, obviously we had no patches. We had nothing to even think about. I mean, someone even said, like, Street Fighter 2, everyone seemed happy. It's just that Street Fighter 2, there was no such thing as sequels. We didn't understand. Like, I mean, even though it was a sequel, we weren't expecting patches. There was really no such thing as patches back then. Even though we were getting patches, people don't realize that we did have patches for Street Fighter 2 in the arcades as well. But, I mean, the thing is, like, people didn't notice when we got them, stuff like that. We weren't knowledgeable enough to be able to make those, that kind of, uh, to discern those kind of differences and stuff. And so, of course, we didn't complain back then because we didn't really understand that there was an avenue for complaint. Uh, and we were all super mad because, honestly, in Street Fighter 2, if you didn't play Guile or Dalsum, you couldn't win. Like, that's it. Player 2 had an advantage because they only had to hit the joystick once to get to Guile. And remember, the other guy couldn't even pick Guile. <laughs> they had to flip coins for who got to pick first. So if your main character was Guile and you were fighting another Guile, if you flipped coins and you lost and the other guy got Guile, you had to play somebody else. And nobody in the game could beat Guile. Talsum was the closest one. <laughs> um, so, you know, it, it was obviously different a long time ago. So, yeah, for a lot of the old school people, it feels like a lot of people are complaining too much right now. But here's the thing. Let's talk about, let's look at this really carefully, okay, here. What, why do we feel like people are complaining too much, right? Okay, one, social media is just really big, right? Like, FGC lives on Twitter. And Twitter is where you go and dump salt, okay? Like, let's just face it. If you're any sort of competitive anything, Twitter is where you go to dump salt. Because, you know, before it would just be like when you were playing with a friend offline, when you weren't playing online, whenever something stupid would happen, you'd turn to your friend and be like, your character is so bullshit, my character sucks, blah, 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 blah. And you would just keep it between the two and the other guy would just yell at you. But now that everybody's playing online and we don't have any, we're not playing directly with somebody else, the first thing you do, I am guilty about this myself, is jump online and complain. 
Everybody remembers when I was playing Teppin because I tweeted about Teppin every single night because I was salty every single night when I played it. <laughs> and I had nobody to yell at about it. When Street Fighter Duel first came out, you didn't see me complaining about it even though I played it a lot because I had one person in my DMs who was my Street Fighter Duel salt dumping ground and I would just yell to him all the time and uh, he would hear it, so I never tweeted about it. Everybody needs the salt dumping ground. And unfortunately, in an era where uh, social media is big, and two, we're all playing online. We're not playing locally anymore. This is, I mean, we have good net code. So we're all playing online. And so when you're playing by yourself, the first thing you do is go online and complain and dump your salt on Twitter because you have to complain to someone. Again, as an emotional human being who does this all the time, I know this feeling. <laughs> this is how I feel all the time. I need to dump salt every single time. Remember how much I used to complain about Lucia a long time ago. I'm not complaining about Kimberly right now because she's good and I'm winning with her. So I'm not complaining about Kimberly. Uh, I don't really need to dump as much salt. And yet, because I keep saying she needs an ODDP back, everyone thinks I am complaining and being salty about it. So that's kind of the situation right here. Another thing, right? There are more people playing Street Fighter VI than any other fighting game right now. You know, a lot of people have uninstalled it. A lot of people have dropped it because, oh, my character sucks or I hate Drive Rush. I'm tired of dealing with this. This just happens. We're in month four. What fighting game have you ever played where by month four people aren't quitting and crying and just being frustrated with a fighting game? This is the natural course. This is the natural course of life right here. This is a this is a standard thing. So a lot of people have uninstalled it, but still the player base for Street Fighter VI is still extremely massive compared to previous fighting games. So that's just that many more people to be salty about to, to be salty right there's just more people out there to be salty and so it's just going to happen right and so i just don't feel like you know um seeing this many people complain about it is you know it, it's it's not a fair way to look at it right i mean the difference really is that the, everybody who's complaining about it is actually playing so they can form their own little minute opinion. But you go to any sport, right? You look at football, you look at basketball, you look at hockey, you look at baseball. People are complaining about their team, yelling about their coaches, hating on players and doing all these things over and over and over and over again. The difference is that because they're not actually playing, they're just these kind of fans. And for uh, athletic sports, we've just kind of accepted the fact that these fans exist, right? You know, you're going to be seeing all these people talking about LeBron James flopping all the time where that was a travel. Why didn't the coach call that? What? I mean, the ref called that the foul. That was a foul. You stupid blind referees. You know, like that's just really what it is. <laughs> and, you you know, uh, but the thing is, because they're not players themselves, they're not like yelling directly about the game, you know, like the rules and I, I'm losing to this, etc., etc., the diving in soccer, etc. So uh, and, and yes, actually, Chad mode, you've beat me to it because that's actually one of the main things that I wanted to talk about here. So Chad mode FGC. This was one of my main points. Someone else brought this up to me, and I, I think he's 
really, really, really correct on this. And that, that games are just really, really good now, which makes us spoiled. The truth is that Street Fighter VI is so close to being such a wonderful game out the gate that it makes the things that are frustrating about the game stand out a lot more, in my opinion. And I, and I really do think that this has a lot to do with it. Like, I have been like, you know what? The Street Fighter VI training mode needs this. And you're just like, dude, this is like the best training mode ever. <laughs> and like, does it need anything? <laughs> like, no, oh, they need to make it away so that on this setting I can do, like, does the, does the tra training mode really actually need anything? Right. Less salt for net code, more salt for other things, as Necromancy Black says, right? Uh, look, Street Fighter VI is in such a good condition. So, yes, do the drive rushes seem more annoying? I complain about drive impacts all the time. Are drive impacts annoying? Of course they are. Are drive reversals shitty? Yeah, they're horrible. Is Lily completely unplayable? Of course she's unplayable. Is JP the best character in fighting game history? Obviously, right? Like, because the game is so close <laughs> to being so... I mean, that's the craziest thing is, like, you talk to any one of these people. Like, a lot of this conversation started when Zaffirino posted about, like, modern controls and was like, you know what? Ban modern controls. I hate modern controls. Yeah, if you talk to Zaff, if you talk to, you know, someone like Big Bird or Angry Bird or Punk or whatever like that, all of them will tell you the balance is strikingly strong. I mean, Big Bird didn't rate anyone lower than an A rank, I think, or might have not even been lower than an A plus or something ridiculously like that. We just have this situation where the game is so close. And so when it's so close, the things that frustrate you, uh, frustrate you even more. Like for me, I still hate perfect parries. Uh, I don't like perfect parries at all. And uh, even now I'm trying to learn how to use them and I've accepted that they're in the game. But like, I love Street Fighter VI. But if you get me to talk about Drive Impact or Drive Rush or Drive Parry or Perfect Parry or Drive Reversal, what's the first thing that's going to come out of my mouth? I'm going to say, I think they should patch it like this. Drive Reversals need to be. Drive Rush needs to have. Uh, drive impact should be and perfect parry needs a you know like I will immediately have patch suggestions for everything modern controls probably should you know I will have a uh, I will have a, a tweak for everything in the game but I love the game but the problem is when I talk about this, it sounds salty, right? Like people see me, but like, I hate drive impacts. And they're like, salty Street Fighter Six player. And I'm like, I really think Perfect Perry should have blah, blah, blah. And then someone's gonna be like, look at this, another salty Street Fighter Six player, you know? Uh, we are all in a position right now where uh, we're trying to make the game as perfect as possible. And because we're in a world of patches and because we have a a history we have a precedent set by Street Fighter 5 going from what it was at the start which was a good game in a certain way to Street Fighter 5 at the end which was a great game in a certain way you know uh, and the same people are in charge right now Nakayama-san and Matsumoto-san who are in charge of Street Fighter 5 at the end there's this kind of like 
wow, they're paying attention. They did this right. They did this right. This is interesting. This is cool. They made good choices. And so now you feel like that they can make better choices. Now you're at this position where you feel entitled to try to give them suggestions because you feel like it could be even better than it is right now. And so, you know, a lot of people are complaining. Punk saying the game is random as hell and all this stuff, dude. Every fighting game is random as hell at the beginning. None of us know. It's four months in. Yes, are we better at fighting games than we've ever been? Of course. Do I think perfect parries are random as hell? Hell yeah, perfect parries are super random. I hate perfect parries because they're super random. But you know what? It's just going to get better. It's just going to get better as we go. Now, the big difference, obviously, is that we're not getting enough patches, right? And that's what a lot of people are complaining about. I mean, to be fair, we're four months in the game. <laughs> in a vacuum, if you said, is four months too early for the first patch before a game came out, everybody would be like, yeah, let it bake. The game should deserve baking, blah, 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 blah. Now that Street Fighter Four is out, you're like, why are you waiting four months for a patch? We need patches faster than that because JP is sucks. Ah! You know, and like, that's just how it is, right? But like, if you talk to anybody else beforehand, you're like, whoa, four months for a patch? Nah, game needs baking. You know, like, honestly, like, that's just how it works, right? That's how people are <laughs> when it comes to the game right now. And so that's the thing is that we feel like it's so close to being the perfect game that we want these changes because then we feel like it would make it a better game to us, right? Now, no fighting game is ever going to be perfect for everybody out there. So it's already a pipe dream to begin with. And But to be fair, you know, I, a lot of people out there are like, oh, 100% of the complaints of Street Fighter VI are valid. Yes, yeah, yeah. And like, it's just like, really? Come on, like, stop. But there are a lot of valid complaints out there, right? Also, depending on whether you agree with them or not. Like, Punk says perfect parries are random. Do I agree? Of course I agree. <laughs> Now, I say drive impacts are stupid. Do people agree with me? Not everybody does. A lot of people are like, nah, let them rock. You just, you can react to them. We're, we're, it's so easy to react to. And I'm like, <laughs> but you know, uh, yeah, exactly. It's almost like it's too easy to type out an opinion, uh, which is why I avoid Twitter like the plague. <laughs> Kizzy K says three years. Wait, wait, he says he should, you should, Street Fighter 6 should wait three years before a patch. <laughs> but this is why I personally don't think everybody is complaining too much because I just feel like, okay, so let's put it this way. Are more people voicing their complaints on Twitter than before? Yes, we are seeing a lot of people complaining, but I don't see it as whining as much right there's a difference between the people who don't play the game and are like this is stupid i've uninstalled the game because of this and they're looking for the top players for the validation right so when some a top player is like oh my god manon sucks and then someone's like that's exactly why i uninstalled the game thank you you know but the thing is if you're angry bird or if you're big bird and you're like look, this is too good, this is too broken. You've played a lot, and it's them being frustrated, but it's, it's like they're trying to get their voices heard. They know they're in a position where Capcom might listen to them. So do I see it as whining and complaining? Not really. I see it as constructive criticism. 
whenever I come out and I'm like, they should change this because I, it's from a constructive criticism standpoint. So, Cron uh, <laughs> Blackblade, I love this. I love this. Thank you. Thank you, Crom Blackblade, for typing into the chat for your first time. He says, I own a video game company and I get a lot of patch advice from players that would really screw up the game. <laughs> Thank you. That is exactly right. I will still go back to the Street Fighter 4 days where people told me that Cammy's dive kick. Vanilla Street Fighter 4 in the Cammy forums, people were like, Cammy's dive kick should be an overhead. And I was like, I am a Kami player, and what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you crazy? And that wasn't even the only buff that that guy wanted. He wanted to buff like five things for Kami that were all ridiculous, and the guy was like, you know, this would probably make Kami decent. And I'm like, what are you even talking about? This would make the character the most broken character in the game. And they're like, no, man. Like, people don't understand how this works, man. <laughs> people don't understand how this works. So, um, yeah, I think the people say players are complaining too much wasn't there for Street Fighter V. It was always like this. That Actually, that's a great point, Sinners, is that a lot less people were paying attention. <laughs> More people are paying attention to Street Fighter VI, and so a lot of people are seeing it now kind of for the first time. Shout out to MYK in the chat, by the way. Uh, really had a blast commentating Tekken 7 with him. He definitely made it so that my commentary didn't suck at first attack, so shout outs to MYK. Um, uh, really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, the, the Maximilian made a video on balancing your commentaries very similar. Exactly. Uh, it's, 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 um, there's a lot of reasons why people are complaining. But the problem is if you only look at the complaints as people whining and people being salty. Now, again, Punk is an emotional person. And I, he tweets the same way that I do, except I've been around for twice as long as Punk. So I have kind of learned to, 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 to hold back a little bit. But if you've read my Teppen tweets, that is clearly not the case, right? <laughs> like, the way I tweeted about Teppen is the way Punk tweets about fighting games, okay? Like, clearly, there's almost no difference whatsoever and yeah punk i mean people keep mentioning punk uh you know never uses punctuation it's because that's it's a tweet from the heart he doesn't have time to punctuate he's just typing as fast as he can dude i used to do the same thing in street fighter alpha 3 i already said i had an alt games sf2 post where i said x dalsim needs to be banned at the beginning of alpha 3 <laughs> like Few months into Alpha 3, I was like, X Dalsum needs to be banned because this character is broken. Anybody can pick him up and he's super good. X Dalsum, which didn't even turn out to be the best ism. Okay. Dalsum in, 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 in Vism is actually a stronger character. You know, A Dalsum is a better character. Uh, no, X is the super turbo one. It's the shitty ism. It's the ism that had absolutely no life. <laughs> but uh, look, I was the same way as Punk, 100%. So again, I get what, what, what's happening. I get where he's coming from. A lot of people are just venting. 
They're just venting, and we don't have the offline venting as much. You know, that is another benefit of arcade play is when you were playing with somebody else and your friend was there, you would vent to your friend all the time. And like I said, the beautiful part is the guy who killed you with the super broken tactic would then lose to the next guy who beat all those broken tactics. And you're like, mm. or that guy would actually beat everybody else with a tactic and you could just be like, see, see, it's super good. The arcade really sealed us from a lot of that kind of uh, salt out there. Um, I don't see it as more people complaining than ever. I really, really don't. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, are you crazy, James? Like, how can you even say that? Look at, look at Twitter. But again, as an emotional human being, I can suss out the difference between salty whining complaints a frustration salt tweet and uh, just constructive criticism. Just really constructive criticism out there. You know, when Angry Bird tweets out like, can we finally talk about Luke being better than Ken? You know, he's a Ken player and, you know, he has reasons to believe Luke is very strong. And so, you know, look, he has every right to tweet that. We all have every right to tweet what we want to do. But like, if you're just going to sit there and look at this giant collective as everybody complaining, it's 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 frustrating. Right. And, and you're just going to frustrate yourself. The amount of people who are like, I uninstalled the game after two weeks because Drive Rush sucks and whatever, dude. That's not why you're losing, dude. Trust me. <laughs> That's not why you're losing. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's an obvious reason. It's an obvious thing. And somebody else on Twitter complained about it. And so now you can feel justified complaining about it too. Trust me. That's not why you uninstalled the game. All right. Again, I hate Drive Impact. I'm... Dying to drive impacts. I thought I muted Discord. What the hell? Discord is supposed to be muted. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I got beat up by drive impact. I whined and complained about drive impact. You know what I'm doing right now? I'm still losing to drive impact. <laughs> but I'm still playing the game. Because you know what? This just happens in fighting games. This is what exists in fighting games. This is what you deal with in fighting games. This is just how fighting games work. You will be killed by something. You will find something super annoying. I hate Ken. I will complain. J Jake Ryan found out the hard way how much I hate Ken in Street Fighter VI. But you know what? You persevere because that's what fighting game players do, right? If you think you're going to play a fighting game without running into something that you think is super cheap or super broken, you then you know what? You will find every reason possible to quit the fighting game, right? And I, I, it sucks because I don't want to be that guy who's like, you know what? You didn't have the strength. Let's weed these guys out. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be that. The reason why I say this is not to insult the players who quit. The reason why I say this is because I'm trying to help the players who find the difficulties to go, you know what? Maybe 
maybe I can accept the fact that I'm weak to this tactic and try to make up for it through other means, right? Try to do something else from a different aspect of the game to make up for it. You know, there is that mentality out there that you don't have to be good at every part of the game. I've been terrible at anti-airs my whole life. I played Cami and Super Turbo. I had a safe uppercut, okay? So whenever I blocked a jump attack, I would just uppercut. That was my way around it. So if they didn't do a true block string, I would hit them. If they blocked, I'd be safe, right? I made up for it through a different means. You know, this is just kind of the things that you do in fighting games, whether you're uh, aware of it or not. That's why I have that habit. Whenever I block a jump attack, I try to DP, which a lot of people call me out on and block it and murder me. <laughs> Uh, oh, no, oh, yeah, Cammy's ST, no, no, all the DPs in, in Super Turbo are invulnerable. They're all invulnerable, are you kidding? There's only three characters that don't have invul DPs in that game, and that's Bison, uh, Zangief, and, uh, Dalsim. And even Zangief's Lariat could be used pretty decently as an invul DP. Uh, that's because you're doing reuse DP too early, uh, Forest. Uh, they, uh, uh, they have invincibility, uh, deep. If you do a full deep uppercut, you will never lose to a jump in in super turbo. Um, but, oh, what was I even saying here? Oh yeah. I'm not trying to say like, hi, you wouldn't have lasted anyway. You scrub you, you, you're too weak to last. It's just, you know, I'm trying to help people understand that, you know, when you play the fighting game and you get frustrated by one aspect of the fighting game so easily that it makes you quit, it's most likely that you would have found a lot of things to make you quit, right? If you're using Ken and you aren't winning and everyone talks about how cheap Ken is, you're going to be like, this sucks. I hate the fact that I can't win with this character. It's so broken. He's not broken. Why can't I win with him? I quit. If you play Lily... And everyone's like, Lily's the worst character in the game. You're like, yeah, I want to play Lily, but I can't because she's the worst character in the game. I quit. Like, you'll find a reason to quit. And that's the hardest part about playing fighting games. Again, you have no support system, right? It's, it's so easy to want to give up because it's so difficult to get good at fighting games. And this is why I tell people fighting games are hard. This is why I never try to trick people into thinking fighting games are easy you can learn it like no fighting games are really freaking hard and so you have to dedicate some effort into it and you know uh, the reason why i talk about this is because i'm hoping maybe if you're someone who's watching this video who has quit maybe you'll watch it and be like you know what he's right i'll i'll try again i'll try again and try to come in with a different mentality you know, and, you know, that's kind of what I'm hoping for here. Uh, but, you know, for all the top players, the, 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 the egotistical ones who will tell you, like, oh, well, you're just a scrub. You couldn't last out in these streets, blah, blah, blah. I mean, there is truth to that, but, again, their delivery is just the wrong way. They're, they're in a position where they're, they feel superior, right? So they're going to deliver it that way. But, you know, when you're coming from a position like me, who knows how hard it is to play fighting games, who knows how much work it takes to get good at fighting games, clearly it's a lot harder than that. And it takes a lot of work, right? And, yeah, and some people don't play games to work. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
So that's the thing. And, and, and we don't want to sit there and like yell at people for not getting good at fighting games. Because who has time for that? You know, honestly, not a lot of people have time for that. And people have to realize that it's a hard journey. And if they want to do it, it's okay to lose a bunch. It's okay to struggle. It's okay to work at it until you get better at it. You know, a lot of the people that I talk to on YouTube, on Twitter, they're like, well, you know, I really only play the game like three hours a week. You know, like, like what are we expecting out of players, right? <laughs> what are we expecting out of these people? Are we really going to tell them that these players are bad? Like they're barely learning, they're barely putting the time in to, 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 to get to that point. They're just trying to have fun, man. Just let them, let them have fun. And so, no, I don't think that there's a lot of Street Fighter salt out there. That may be opposite to what a lot of people are saying. It's just, of course, you know, just given the circumstances online, you don't have someone you're playing with directly to complain to. For those people who like to tweet out salt, I really recommend having your salt dump buddy. Just find somebody that you can just be salty about with everything. Make sure you find someone who knows the game so that they can also just agree with you or disagree with you as they see fit, you know, to, to, to help you uh, get over the salt. But having that dumping ground is so important. People don't realize having a salt dumping ground for any game is one of the most valuable things you can have, which is why coaches are going to become super important in fighting games in the future, in my opinion. I think we should have more coaches, you know, because you'll have someone to be able to complain to. Like if you're sitting there and you're Shao Hai and you're complaining and you're training partner is Daco, who can use every character in the game, he can be like, hey, well, you know what? Actually, you're falling for this. This character's weak here. This is not actually a true frame trap. You can do this stuff. Or he can just be like, yeah, that's really cheap. And that makes you feel better. Like, seriously. Like, sometimes you're like, God, I hate JP. He's so cheap. And the other guy's like, yeah, he's really broken, right? God, why does he get this, right? And why does he get this? Yeah, why does he get this? And now you're not tweeting on Twitter anymore. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> so, um, yeah, a lot of people care. I agree with that, Original Gamer. SF6 is so good slash fun that a little, lot of people want to be good at it. That may be the reason for the usual, unusual amount of bitching because a lot of people care. I said that earlier, if you just got in Original Gamer, that one of the biggest reasons that I think a lot of people are complaining is because the game is so close to being good. And also you hear a lot of people saying this game is great, this game is fun. And yet when you go online, you just get bodied by stupid things or stupid things. And you're like, why can't I enjoy the game? Where's the fun? I don't get it. Like you get mad that you aren't seeing the same thing that other people are seeing. It happens. And it's frustrating when you read someone going, God, this game is so fun. And meanwhile, you're just miserable. Like, it's a tough situation to be in. Social media exacerbates a lot of things in very different directions. I don't think this is more complaining than has been in the past. It's just, you know, long, long, long time ago in the past, we didn't expect patches at all. We were just like, we're stuck with whatever game we got. And, you know, once we got to the console era and more social media, that's where everyone just started complaining about things because we know patches are coming. Uh, do I think Street Fighter VI needs more patches? Yeah, I do. I, I really don't think a year is the right amount of time. I think six months is the right amount of time. 
So right now, because the game came out in June, just wait until after Capcom Cup and patch it. That'll be about eight months at that point. But uh, maybe even sooner than... No, you don't want to do it too late. Like, if you're going to patch Street Fighter Six, you're going to do it now? Uh, or, like, never. Because uh, you don't want to change it before Capcom Cup. But after EVO, after Capcom Cup, I think are two great places to patch the game. I think that those are the best reasons to do that. Um, honestly. So... Um, but uh, learning music is not as bad because you're not losing to somebody else. Someone tweeted one time, they're like, look how wholesome the Tetris community is. Even when they lose to someone else, they're all happy and they hug because you're not sending junk to each other. You're not actually fighting the other guy. You're literally just trying to score higher than them. And then when you die, it's usually always going to be your own mistake, your own fault. So you can't ever be mad at the other guy for just playing better than you. Learning music is the same way. You sit there and you try it and it can be frustrating, but you don't get mad at someone else. You don't feel like somebody else is humiliating you. A lot of people, when they lose in fighting games, the problem is the fear of humiliation. And that's what gets a lot of people salty. So uh, honestly, it's not quite the same thing. It really is about losing to another human that creates that kind of salt. You know, uh, and I have been trying very, very hard. That's why I teach people that it's a two-player game early on because you have to get used to the idea that you're fighting someone else, but that also that the person that you're fighting is going through similar kind of like, I should just try this. Oh my God, this is working. I'll keep doing it. You know, like they're going through their own thought, thought process. And if you're both bronze players or both silver players, you're both going through the same struggles. They're in silver. Clearly, they're not having you know, much more success. And so if you lose to them, they're probably just struggling. And it just so happens that whatever it is that they chose to do in silver works on you. You know, it's, 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 very, it's a very difficult environment to survive in because there is no camaraderie. This is why I keep talking about why I think fighting games are a social pastime. Because, and why I said that if you had a good arcade, the arcade scene was better because it, the camaraderie helps a lot. The imper, interpersonal relationships help a lot. Finding games are very difficult and uh, they'll never not be difficult. That's the thing. It doesn't matter what you do. You can put in modern controls, dynamic controls. You can do everything you want. Someone is going to be way better than everybody else. And it's going to be frustrating for a lot of people. And that's just the way it works. Nothing, you can never be good. Anything that you can be good at instantaneously is not worth getting good at. All right? That's just the truth, right? If you're literally playing coin flip the game, war the game, like, you're not going to get good at it, right? Is it worth trying to get good at coin flip? Is it worth getting good at, at war? <laughs> you know, the card game, war? It's not. <laughs> so always keep that in mind. The things that you want to get good at, the harder they are, the, it means the more worth it they are to get good at. And honestly, if there's something else that's more important to you, do that other thing. If art is more important to you, if learning the guitar is more important to you, 
Hell, if learning your father's trade is more important to you, if learning how to program or getting a degree is more important to you, if finding your true love to start a family is more important to you, if speed cubing is more important to you, if basket weaving is more important to you, if interior decoration is more important to you, do that. But, you know, just if fighting games are just a side hobby, they're just a side hobby, honestly. So, um, you know, I think that's all I really got to say about the salt. Uh, anything else, uh, if anybody brings up, uh, uh, <laughs> thank you, Straw Hat Shadow, who says, please never end this podcast for real. It's literally the best of all time. <laughs> thank you, Straw Hat Shadow, especially as a first time chatter. I hope you find this, found this podcast very useful to you as well and encouraging as well. Because that's what I'm here for. I mean, honestly, that's my goal. Ever since I started in the fighting game community, all I ever tried to do was get more people to play fighting games, whether it was through FAQs, through videos, through tutorials, articles, and now commentary, and now podcasting. So uh, that's just the way it goes. That's, that, that is what fighting games are about. So again, if fighting games are making you salty... You know, take a step back. Okay, let's say, okay, let's address one last thing here. What if you are a player who wants to get good? You do have the time. You literally do have the time. I've been talking about all these casual situations. You've got other important things. You're busy, blah, 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 blah. But let's say you are someone who's like, I want to get good. And you're not getting good because you're dying to drive impacts, to drive rushes and stuff like that all the time. And this is where the hardest part of fighting games really comes down to is that there's a lot of internal stuff that you have to figure out. It's very difficult. You have to figure out why you're having trouble with certain things and you have to understand how people think and how people feel and understanding that your opponent is human and they tend to want to do things in certain situations and they have patterns too. And then you got to take the time to study the frame data, et cetera, et cetera. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work, but the, one of the best things you could do is try to find someone who can help you find a training partner for that dumping ground kind of thing. Uh, for salt or for oh god I played this online match I did this it was so cool so you can tell somebody about it you know I mean it might not be cool to IDOM or it might not be cool to you know like Justin Wong but you landed this four hit combo that you've been practicing the whole time and you want someone to tell like or come into my chat <laughs> twitch.tv slash jchenzor come in here and tell me ask me questions uh, people have seen me hijack my own streams a million times to all of a sudden give super detailed like lessons on how to play characters. <laughs> I didn't even know how to play DJ and I helped someone figure out all these Oki setups with DJ and all these you know, tests to try to figure out how to blow up button mashing and stuff like that. So, you know, come to my chat, twitch.tv slash jchenzo whenever I'm playing Street Fighter and I'm more than happy to help. So, um... But yeah, if you are someone who's trying to get good at fighting games and you're having difficulty with it, the other thing to really, really, really understand that's very, very important is you're not the only one, 
right? If you're on Twitter, you're not following everybody who's struggling in Street Fighter VI. You're following Punk, who's like, I got 2,300 MR in Japan. I've master ranked with every character. And then you follow Justin Wong, and he's like, I master ranked with every character. Random was my highest win percentage. You know, and then you follow like all these people. Yeah, it doesn't help. <laughs> it doesn't help. I even look at it and I'm like, Jesus Christ, like I'm a commentator and I see Sejam and he's like, yeah, I've mastered with every character. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, what the hell, man? Like, <laughs> this is not easy. So uh, it's, it's, it's tough if you, all you're doing is looking at other people's successes and comparing it to you. But like I said, you're not following the thousands of people out there who are having as much trouble as you. Honestly, like that's just the way it works. So don't get discouraged. Keep going. Keep playing if it's something that you really want to be good at. And then just try to hit up people advice, make friends, find training partners and stuff. That, that helps a lot. And again, you know, I know I have two discords, which is confusing. The Ultra Chen Discord and the Jay Chenzor Discord. I'm still the Chenzor Dynasty Discord. I'm trying to figure out what to do about that. But the two good places to try to hit up uh, other beginners, uh, in particular the Ultra Chen TV Discord, is really, really good for that. So, um... P-Wing Blade says, yeah, I knew going to this game, I would only play it when I really felt like it. I've actually been getting the urge again since releases have slowed down some. I am more of a variety gamer than just strictly one type of game like fighting games, so I'm just fine playing for bursts in time and landing some of the stuff help I remember how to do. Exactly. And Doc Helmet says, can confirm James will help out if you need. I've learned a, a ton from him. So thank you very much. So... Yeah, Original Gamer says it sucks when people forget that it's a video game meant for fun, not some measure of your worth or a clout race. Yep. Uh, CP skills. Oh, is that what CP actually stands for? CP skills? Ooh, so he says my cerebral palsy significantly affects my limbs, uh, like my right hand, to the point where I can't double tap buttons with my right fingers and thumb. I remember when an able-bodied person saying fighting games were too hard you, you to wait i remember when an able-bodied people saying fighting games were too hard you to shock me uh i i okay i i don't remember <laughs> i don't know what that i don't know what that sentence was supposed to mean i apologize uh and yes cp does stand for cerebral palsy okay uh and nick says james you are the Dwayne the rock johnson of the fgc you are the people's champion Look, I wish I could do the one eyebrow thing. I have to do it like I don't under I don't know how he does it to be. But uh but all I can say is uh but what can I say except you're welcome? <laughs> so there you go. That's the best I can do. <laughs> but there you go. So uh salt happens. Salt happens. When I had my Tech and Rage video, I didn't ask anyone to take it down. I wasn't embarrassed by it because it's just great uh, indication of the kind of salt that we endure. That's just all it is. And you know what? I'm not punk. I'm not uh, Ajax Fidelity who can play like 19,000 games. So, you know, uh, it's tough for a lot of us out there. So keep up with it, man. It's it, not everybody out there is just picking up fighting games and being like, wow. Oh, this is easy. So uh, if you're not salty when you lose, were you really playing? Uh, I mean, there's a lot to that quote, uh, but there's also such a thing as people who just don't get mad. <laughs> there are some people out there who are just happy. 
and they don't get salty and uh, they're still playing. So, you know, <laughs> it's just how it is. There's, it's, nothing is ever going to be a true 100% statement. So uh, it, was, uh, it, it was a little bit of the lag that made me mad, but the reason why I got mad in the Tetris Rage video most likely was because I dropped a killing combo. I dropped my killing combo and I had no health and I predicted correctly that my opponent was gonna go low. But since I had no health, why would you not go for an unblockable low? So I tried to parry, but the guy did snake edge, which is super slow. Why would you go for a snake edge? And he hit me. So on top of that, it was like a giant snowball effect of things that made me super mad because I was like, I shouldn't have lost. And then I made the right read, but he did it in a way that I didn't think he was playing right. And it beat me and it just led to the absolute just frustration. So that's just all it is. But that's how fighting games are, man. And everybody goes through it and it's okay. It's absolutely okay. <laughs> All right, so there we go. That's enough for Street Fighter VI Salt here. Do I think people are salty? Nah, I mean, there's a lot to complain about when you feel like the game could be even better. Like, if you play a really crappy game, are you going to be sitting here and being like, they should tweak this by one frame so that this can do this and this? Like, if you're playing a kind of a Kusoge fighting game, you're like, ha, ha, and you just have fun with your broken stuff, right? Like, that's just... It's just how it works. But when your game is this close to being maybe perhaps one of the most legit competitive you can play almost any character you want fighting game and the best people are still winning, <laughs> like, you'll complain because you want it to be even better, honestly. So, oh, you're in the chat of that clip, Peter0611. <laughs> Probably. You've been around for a very long time. And I appreciate the support very, very much. Of course, Peter0611 was referring to the Tekken clip, so. People get banned for saltiness moment in FTC? No, nobody's ever been salty, uh, banned, unless they harm someone else. Uh, uh, I was watching an ST Japanese tournament stream and they were saying ST is Kusoge. And I was like, what? I mean, I was commentating a, a Super Turbo event one time and they're like, Super Turbo was like chess. And I was like, what? Super Turbo is like freaking paintball, dude. Like you just spray bullets everywhere and hope you kill them. And Super Turbo is my favorite fighting game to play, okay? Look, if anybody tries to tell you that uh, Super Turbo is the bastion of fair and footsies, they haven't played Super Turbo. Super Turbo is the most degenerate fighting game and we love it because it's degenerate, dude. Like honestly. It is so degenerate. If, I mean, there's a reason why everyone watches Mao plays Vega and just laughs, right? Uh, there's a reason why, you know, Matsun told me that Japan has strict gun laws because if guns were allowed, everyone would shoot all the claw players. <laughs> you know, they take it with a grain of salt out there. Like, we all know ST is just absolute madness, dude. Like... <laughs> We have absolute madness in that game, but we love it. We love that. It's so great. So <laughs> I always have to shower after watching Mao annihilate a tournament. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So 
there you go. That's uh, That'll be it for my saltiness stream over here. Again, thank you guys for tuning in here and hope you always enjoy the very different kind of discussion that I try to bring to the fighting game community. Uh, I really appreciate all you guys who listen, watch to the end, you know, especially because this is long form content. I know a lot of people have a lot of better things to do in their day than to listen to me prattle on for an hour and a half or two hours. But if I'm helping your commute, if I'm helping your life at work, if I'm helping you through your chores, et cetera, et cetera, if I'm helping you through your exercise at the gym, whatever the case is, I really do appreciate it. Uh, I am trying to hope maybe to find myself an editor who can make like shortened versions of these that just kind of get to the point or maybe even YouTube shorts that just cut out like the significant parts of the stream. So that way people can just get small tidbits here and there, uh, tidbits here and there. So uh, any case, uh, I will, for those of you on YouTube, I will talk to you guys later. Keep an eye out for all this other stuff. Not 100% sure what order I'm going to put that, these things out, although I'm pretty sure this is going to go first. So keep an eye on the other things over here. A match analysis coming soon. This is going to be Shine versus IDOM from ECT Top 8. Uh, but other than that, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you leave a comment, subscribe. And uh, the day that this podcast graced your ears was the most important day of your life. But for me... It was Tuesday. Welcome to It Was Tuesday, and we just had a bomb drop on us. The new Tekken 8 trailer revealing a giant group of characters and first-time footage of characters. Uh, so I don't want, for those of you who haven't seen it yet, I'm not going to spoil the characters for you. So let's actually just go ahead and jump over here and watch this and see what character, well, I mean, the screen says it. Sorry. <laughs> Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Don't look. Don't read. This, don't read this text. Don't read. Hang on a second. Let me change this here. Uh, don't read this text. There you go. Don't read this text. Here we go. Let's watch the latest Tekken 8 trailer uh, coming out here. This is my first time seeing it, by the way. Aggression! Panda? 
Oh boy, just watching a lot of Cuddlecore this weekend. Oh boy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. Here we go. So is that the official launch roster then? Is that the official launch roster? Let's take a look at this here. Let's take a look at this. I mean, what's interesting is if this is the official launch roster, what's really fascinating about this Oh, oh, right, November 2 and November 12th. I'm sorry, that's not DLC timing. The game doesn't come out until February. So potentially these two are brand new characters, right? Because I was about to say, right now this means that Azucena is the only brand new character. But most likely November 12th and November 2nd, we're going to get the next maybe two more brand new characters potential. But they're all here. Yeah, so obviously there's a leak out there. If you have seen a leak, please do not type anything in the chat. I do not want to spoil those for things for people who have actually avoided the leak thus far, such as myself. So there you go. Um, this is apparently the launch roster. What is this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times four. That's 32 characters. That is a lot of characters, dude. That's a lot of characters for a launch roster. Let me tell you, well done to Bandai Namco. And also, if people are wondering why, like, the leaks are like so hated why people hate leaks and why leaks are so damaging to a lot of the companies out there this is an ign first if you noticed uh, a lot of these companies do make deals with evo with ign with GameSpot, with whatever organization to have the official rights to reveal certain things first before anyone else because that drives traffic to them and so leaks actually hurt that, right? And so, you know, a lot of people are like, whatever, who cares? But like, so some of these games are gonna recover some of their costs, I'm sure, you know? And you know, look, uh, I know a lot of people out there hate games media out there, but it's just part of the business, right? They, they paid to be able to have some part of these exclusive reveals and stuff like uh, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA says in the chat, so. Uh, and yeah, I do think it sucks. Like I think it sucks the fun out of things. And yeah, this video is not on the official Bandai channels, right? So obviously, uh, this was uh, designed for you know IGN to be exclusive. So in case you're wondering why leaks are so bad and why I personally one I like being surprised, but two, it hurts the companies too. You're literally hurting the companies. If this always keeps happening, then there's no reason for a lot of these sites to have these kind of, uh, um, you know, these exclusives. And maybe they pay the developers less. And now the developers like, make less money, which sucks. So Tekken 6 had 40 at launch. Dang, okay. So uh, Bandai Namco is usually really good about this. But here we go. This is, this is your cast outside of two brand new characters. So who are some of the more glaring characters missing from here uh who's this character right here who's this character right here uh that i'm circling that is dragonov why does he look so much more asian because i was about to say 
I thought Dragunov wasn't in the game, but then I saw him and I was like, wait, that looks like Dragunov, but he looks Asian. He doesn't look Russian. He, he, he looks uh, very, very different. So, um, oh, you're right. There's no Eddie here. <laughs> There's no Eddie. Right, so Lei is a character that they always try to leave out. So remember, a lot of times these fighting games, their tendency is to keep their complex characters for a little bit later. No Bruce seems like a big one, too. Josie, probably not super surprised. Uh, no Eddie. I mean, maybe they're trying to keep people from being capoeira to death uh, this time. Uh, Anna. Anna came a little bit later. Um... Uh, oh yeah, no Julia in this one. No Julia or JC uh, in this one. So no Armor King, but Armor King tends to come later, it seems like, as well. So it seems like they have a lot of the uh, classic co characters covered, right? So uh, it looks like uh, most of the... Ca I mean, like, obviously Azucena is, only the new, is the only new character thus far, but June can be kind of counted. She hasn't been back since Tekken 3, uh, we don't have like a Dr. Bosconovich coming out of nowhere or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, it seems like it's a pretty, uh, pretty normal cast right here. So, oh, right. Heiachi is missing, but Heiachi's dead, right? <laughs> Heiachi is supposed to be dead, right? Uh, I mean, obviously nobody ever stays dead in fighting games, but, uh, he, oh, that's right. June was in tag too. That's right. That's right. Okay. Okay. Oh, Heiachi always dies? Okay. <laughs> no Lydia. Well, I think Lydia's too brand new, probably. Uh, but then again, they did put Leroy in here, which is interesting. Uh, uh, I always said that Mokojin should just be the training dummy, and that way you can actually change who the opponent is without having to load new graphics. Just stretch Mokojin differently. <laughs> You know, and maybe it'll be easier for loading and changing characters that you're fighting. Uh, Heihachi has died and returned more times than Optimus Prime. I mean, that's once, right? Oh, unless you count the comics, because then that'd be twice for sure. So, uh, but there you go. Maybe one of the new characters will be Ghost Heihachi. I don't know. Anyways, uh, that's what we got here. So uh, obviously not as much that I thought that was going to be here in the trailer itself. Uh, it's just basically a character reveal trailer here. So here's all the old characters that have actually already been revealed over here. And then Yoshimitsu is new. Steve is new. And Drag... See, when Dragunov did this, I was like, is that Dragunov? Am I going to be messed up if I call him Dragunov and it's not Dragunov and the Tekken chat's going to laugh at me? Because I didn't think it looked like him, but okay, it's Dragunov. Uh, and then uh, this is Lee. This is Lee, right? This is Lee. Uh, you're right. He does look a little like Christopher Walken. A little, no, maybe, maybe. Okay. Leo, Leo, that's Leo. Leo, Leo is what that is. Kuma, Shaheen, and then uh, Panda. I mean, we've seen footage of like Panda shooting a missile at somebody, the fish missile, right? Uh, and then this is Zafina. 
When they added Zafina into the game, that was miserable for me when I was playing Tekken online. Jesus Christ, I hate this character. It is just Leo. It's not Leo. It's just Leo. Okay. I never know exactly. And dude, she's got freaking Master Hand. She's Master Hand, dude. Or is she Isla? <laughs> she's like Isla. And then this is... Who's this one again? Is this Lee? Is this Lee? <laughs> Shoot. Kaboom. And then Alisa. I'm really mad this game has a Lee, a Leo, and a Lei. Like, come on. Come on, Tekken. You could have made it a little less confusing. And then there's an Elisa, an Eliza, and a... God, yeah. Um, and then Devil Jin, of course. Well, there's no Lei right now. There's no Lei. But they're definitely going a lot crazier with the Rage Art animations. Definitely seems more anime than ever before, so... But we've got our official dates of when the, the other characters are going to be revealed. So there you go. Cool Tekken 8 news coming out. And so I'm sure everybody's excited. I'm waiting for Roger. I tried to play Roger in Tekken 5. <laughs> so I'm waiting for Roger. But again, uh, oh wait, Tekken 6, I tried to play Roger, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, uh, there you go. Tekken 8. Here's your um, probably confirmed launch roster. Maybe two brand new characters going to be revealed. One of them in literally three days. One of them in like 13 days. So um, it's going to be good. Tifa, I mean, look, I, if, if Harada wants to print money, he's going to put Tifa in the game. And Tifa would be an amazing inclusion. Speaking as a person who's not a huge Tifa fan, okay? I'm not one of those people who's just like... Like, I'm not a Tifa person out there, but I know that everybody else is. And so if Harada wants to print money, Tifa will be in the game. It's, she's got, like, it's just, it would be stupid not to put Tifa in the game, so. Alrighty, guys. Uh, there you have it. That's Tekken 8. So lots of cool new stuff happening there. But uh, that's all I've got for now. Uh, I hope you guys are ready for it. Hope you guys are ready for the aggression. Aggression! And uh, I will definitely be trying Tekken 8 when it comes out. I'll be playing it. I enjoyed the, uh, the, the first beta. I just haven't been around to play any of the other ones. So I'll play Tekken again. But uh, we'll see what happens. So... All right, let's uh, thank you guys for watching over here. You can see there's a bunch of other topics over here. I think all of these will be out on YouTube already. So you can take a look for my discussion of First Attack, uh, my discussion on Street Fighter VI Salt, and uh, my match analysis of Shine versus Idom from ECT. Uh, for those of you here on Twitch, that'll be coming up next. Thank you guys on YouTube for tuning in. Please let me know what characters you want to see as DLC for Tekken 8. Who do you want the most for Tekken 8? And you must choose a character that has been in the game already, okay? Because it's easy for us to just be like, I want a Power Ranger, you know? Like, 
Okay, let's name characters that have already been in the game and who you want the most. So there you go. Uh, but thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, for those of you who are uh, on YouTube, the day that this podcast graced your ears was the most important day of your life. But for me... It was Tuesday, 